1: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am.
0: But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome back to Meeting of the Minds. Today, I'm here with the great Mark Hall, man who needs no introduction. Mark, thanks for joining us. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we'll jump right into it. Talk a little bit about, I guess, start about as growing up and how you developed as a wrestler, not only physically but also mentally. You've been in big matches a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's kind of funny you say that. I, I was just thinking about it the other day. How like my whole career, like up and down, uh, I've always had just those marquee matchups, those like matches everybody wanted to see me against. Everybody wanted to see me wrestle. Um, it's always the big ones, you know? Um, and that's, like I said, it's been my whole life and I just think going through those and learning, you, you learn a lot about yourself when you get in those matchups. Um, and I think like, I think it's, it's kind of, me into the person I am as far as like my work ethic, as far as uh, how I view um, crunch time situations um, in life, not only in wrestling, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think my, my biggest asset is just how calm I am. Um, I mean, you hear it all the time, just like, it's hard to rattle me. It's hard to kind of shake my head and, um, you know, get me out of my zone. So I think I think having those matchups my whole life has been very
0: beneficial. Definitely. That's one of the things I always noticed about you. You looked very even keel. Don't let the highs get too high. Don't let the lows get too low and just maintaining that composure. Now talk about how you deal with, like the team situation, right? You've wrestled with a lot of studs, you've had big matches right before you go out there and competed. I'm sure some of the times maybe you mentally dealt with it right, sometimes not so right. What are some of the things you've learned about that with um dealing with the pressure of the team?
1: Uh yeah, it's that's I think that's been like a whole a whole nother beast, you know. Uh you know everybody has everybody has big matches every once in a while. Like you're gonna get a big match that you have to win, um, for maybe like seeding at the NCAs or something, um, or you know just your uh, your satisfaction alone. Like maybe it's a guy you haven't beat before, but in most of my big matches, so like in those ones, there's no like team aspect to them. It's just you and the other guy. You. Whether you know your team is going to win the duel or you know your team is going to lose the duel, there's not a lot of like team um, implications. And so, this year or that my senior year, a um, couple other matches, uh, every match at NCAAs for me, like every match has like team implications, you know, and it gets it gets so. Uh, so tiring to think about sometimes, but if you do it right, um, you know, I, I always use the team, the team aspect to like motivate me. Like um, I used it as more as more of a reason to win than to just go out there and uh, go through the motions um, or not wrestle to the best of my ability. And I think it's helped me a lot, but yeah, I mean, having, having like – a team, a team part of the sport as well uh, really, like, fires me up, you know. I've always been a, a team guy. I've always been team first. Um, I just I love seeing the people around me succeed
0: as much as I am. So I, I really like it. Awesome. And how do you maintain your energy? You manage your energy during a two-, three-day tournament, right? There's a lot of time that you spend – in your own head, what do you do there?
1: You mm-hmm. tell yeah. yourself, "Yeah, there is." I mean, I mean, making weight and all that, like having to go through the tournament, like doing, have like eating like half capacity, pretty much. Um, yeah, every, everything, like like any type of competition, everything gets a little hectic, and you just kind of you kind of gotta, kind of. Keep your nose forward and like just kind of move through it, sift through it like you would anything else. Um, it's it's not easy. I I always think um, the the guys who do well in tournaments are like are the good ones. You know, if you have a guy that does well in duels but not tournaments, um, I think because because the tournament you got three, four, five matches in a weekend. Um, and I always, like whenever I was getting ready for tournaments, you know, you just, you get your body ready for the most part. Um, I mean, that's going to be the hardest thing, waking up sore the next morning. You got your finals match or something. Um, and and then after after the tournament, you will indefinitely wake up sore after the tournament on like Sunday or Monday getting ready for school or something. And um, I just think one thing I've learned is just learning how, learning how to take tournaments one match at a time, not looking forward too much. I think that's what helped me all, all throughout my career. I was, I was never on the backside of a bracket. You know, no, right. matter what, no matter what tournament I, I, I went to, it was first or second. And so um I mean second sucks but looking back at it it could have been third it could have been fourth it could have been fifth so really just getting keeping my mind right and being able to do that
0: is special enough you know Absolutely What are some of the things you're telling yourself before a match and then also during a match So how do you keep in that that optimal mindset where you're you're going out there you're looking to score points you're looking to dominate Obviously, that's one frame of mind. And then there's also the things aren't going so well. Maybe we got scored on. Maybe things aren't going that way. What are you telling yourself then? So I I guess that's two separate questions. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: Well, first, like, before a match, before a match, before a duel, uh, before anything really starts, I'm just kind of letting myself know that I've put the work in. I've done everything I need to do. Um, It doesn't have to – there's nothing nothing I can do, like – right before a tournament that's going to make me, like, perform way better. So I just know, like, the days prior, weeks prior, I am um, ready. Uh, And then another thing that I really just kind of go through and tell myself is that – actually, (laughs) I love telling myself I'm going to rip the guy's head off. That's my, like – Every match before I go out, I tell myself, like, man, this guy's going to be headless when I'm done with him, you know? That's, like – and it's not to be – it's not, like, a cocky thing. It's not, like, um, trying to, like, prove that I'm better than everybody else. That's not it at all. It's just, like, it just kind of brings – because I, I, I've, I've always had a problem with being, like, uh, kind of like a Mr. Nice Guy on the mat, you know? So um, having that mindset and having that uh those thoughts kind of like help me get out of that I try to try my best to be like be a clean bully you know like I'm not gonna go out there and punch somebody or be dirty but I will go out there and like wrestle you hard for six seven minutes and be a bully be a jerk and like because that's I mean wrestling's not an easy sport you know so um and oh what I guess was, the,
0: things aren't going your way if you get taken down you get scored on what do you yeah. do something
1: um yeah and then at that point like once the match starts um you know you always want to start off on the right foot but um it all it doesn't always happen like that and I guess I guess one of, like something I try to do is and I think it helps me stay calm and Relax is just like, um, I like mess around in my head. You know, I like if someone takes me down, I'll be like, "Wow, that's that's annoying." I can't believe it. I just got taken down like that. And I'll get back to the center, get up, get my one, and go get taken down on my own, kind of thing. Um, I know. Or like another thing is like, if a guy like throws in a boot on me or tries riding me hard on top, in my head I'm like. I'm like, yo, this guy doesn't know he's about to get reversed. <laughs> I'm about to put this guy on his back because he put a leg in on me. Like, doesn't he know not to do that? So that kind of thing. Um, I mean, and and that type of, like, confidence just goes goes back to all the practice I've done, all the experience I have. Like, um, day in and day out, I'm working, like, leg slips. Day in and day out, I'm working, like, feet to back, reverses to back putting guys back on top like just bringing in that like killer mindset every single day every single time I practice that's what I'm thinking about when I put someone on their back in the practice room I'm envisioning having my opponent on his back like squirming trying to get off in a match you know um and so being able to separate competition from practice is really good but also having um Having the right vision, having the right, um, like thoughts while you're practicing, that compare it to competition is also really important too.
0: Right. Yeah. Those. Those are some. That's some real gold there that you're giving. That those little points, like making it fun or funny, where it doesn't have to be so serious. Like that was stupid. You shouldn't have done that against me. Now you're about to get reversed. Now you're going to your back. <laughs> A lot of guys we take wrestling so serious, so we feel like. We can say that because if we joke around, we're going to lose our edge, and you know that's not the case, obviously. Yes,
1: I think, uh, yeah, just when it comes down to it, it's it's like it's just wrestling, you know. It's not like it's not like if I if I lose the match, there are like Martians in the sky going to blow the planet up, you know. Like it's it's uh, it's just a sport, like any sport. Losing sucks. Don't get me wrong. I never want to lose. But at the same time, like if I do lose, um, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna lose the right way. If I lose, I know I'm going to like lose a match that I wrestled as hard as I could. Um, to me, it doesn't really come down to win or losing. It comes down to the effort. And most of the time, if I put in 100% effort, probably 99% of the time, I'm going to get the result that I want. But if I don't put in the right effort, if so I'm too worried about winning or losing and my mind sways up ways other than to my effort and how much I put into the match, how much work I put into the match, um, then that's when the problem starts.
0: That's a great point. Talk about that a little bit, because as wrestlers, we know you got to you got to work real hard in practice. But a lot of times we don't necessarily think about a match that you have to put in hard work. And we all know wrestling matches, hard work. We're not necessarily thinking about, all right, hard work in the match. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's a a lot of people, there's a lot of people who are practice people. They're practice guys, they wrestle hard in practice, um, but it doesn't translate to matches. Um, I've seen it my whole career. I've been around those type of people my whole career um, who are just animals in the practice room, you know, like, demons. And when it comes to the competition, they just, they fold. They don't, they don't uh, wrestle nearly as well as they do in the practice room. Um, and whatever that is, I don't know. I've never had that problem. I honestly am like quite the opposite. Uh, I give up a lot more takedowns in practice for like safety reasons that I wouldn't give up at a match. Kind of thing. Um, I still wrestle hard in practice, uh, but I feel like positions translate more in my favor in competition. Um, but the bottom line is just that when, whether you're practicing or competing, uh, the there's there's really no difference in that. I'm. I'm going to be wrestling as hard as I can, as long as I'm on a wrestling mat. Um, and when I'm drilling, it's I'm going to be drilling as hard as I can, as long as I'm on a wrestling mat. <clears throat> if I'm wrestling, if I'm, I'm sparring, I'm going to be sparring as well as I can for my partner and for myself, as long as I'm on like this wrestling mat, you know. Um, and to me, like those, everybody says like, "Oh, well, like how do you flip the switch? Like how do you like go from." practice and like and at Penn State we had a little bit more of like a comical environment. Like everybody was on the same page as far as um the wrestling goes and uh our training regimen and like it's like people ask like well how do you flip the switch? Like you guys go you guys are like messing around in the practice room and stuff and um as far as like messing around as far as like joking around and just hanging out with our friends, you know, like our teammates are our best friends pretty much. So, and then go from that to like a couple hours later, you know, we weigh in, we go and beat the the crap out of some team and then we go home, you know, that kind of thing. People ask, how do you, how do you flip the switch? Well, for us, it's like, there is no switch, you know, where we all have our own personality. We all get in the wrestling room and when we're in there, we're, we can be joking around like, just because we're, we're in the wrestling room or elsewhere, doesn't mean we have to be like robots. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just, we do a good job of like, just having, having the right, the right, uh, attitude going into a match. Coach Kill sets us up really nice and like has us ready, you know? And that just comes from, like I said, just, Having the right attitude and wrestling hard at all times, no matter uh, no matter what what uh, wrestling environment you're in,
0: that makes sense. Does it keep you away from thinking about like the rankings or the records or dealing with interviews, like all the media and everything else that goes on top of it? Do they talk about that a lot? The coaches there?
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, they they make they make a pretty good. Um, they make it pretty easy for us to like, uh, kind of get through, get through the day, get through like our practices, get through tournaments and matches and stuff. Um, before, before practice, they'll let like, I think Tuesdays or something, they would let the media come in and talk to the, talk to whoever they wanted to. Um, well, it, it would be like two or three guys they'd get the choice from and then, Um, I mean, it'd be, it's all before practice, not during practice, talking to the media. We're only, we're only, um, not allowed, but like, we're only obligated to talk to the media if the tournament's over with, um, I would, I, I would never talk to the media, um, or any type of, have any type of interview, uh, like in in the middle of a tournament um but it just like because i mean you go through all that stuff you you never really like media can be like a like a loose cannon you know like he you assume you assume they wouldn't ask you a stupid question like that's how you would think and that's how you would hope the encounter would go but not not all media is like that you know they they uh they try to get whatever story they can. Um, and so uh, you you avoid all that by just avoiding them like the plague for, for a day or two. And then after, they'll get their conversation
0: they want. That makes sense. And we've seen that a lot in the Olympics where that media coverage is heavy. And a lot of times athletes get too sucked into that to the, the whole event not that they forget why they're there, obviously they don't forget that, but it just, it pulls the mindset sometimes too far in the other direction. Like you said, you're there. A lot of them are looking to dig up some dirt. They're trying to create a story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they really yeah. don't care about the athlete. They're trying to sell papers.
1: Yep, exactly. And I was watching, uh, the Jordan Burroughs on the JRE, uh, Joe Rogan experience. And he was telling, he said in that, that kind of podcast, he was like, At the Olympics, they have, like, obviously, like you said, media is everywhere. And after – so the year after Jordan won in 2012, he won, said, maybe, like, 8 o'clock. And he didn't leave, like, the interview part until, like, 1 in the morning, midnight, 1 in the morning. He was getting interviewed and getting asked questions for, like, four or five hours. That's insane. And, like, to me – to me, it just seems barbaric. Like this guy just won an Olympic title. The last thing he wants to do is sit here in front of you guys and answer questions, you know? Um, And yeah, it was, it just like, it seems really backwards to me. And I don't know. um, I mean, yeah, like that's probably the best time to get the stories is right after the experience is over. But at the same time, um, like the experience isn't about the media.
0: You know, let the guy be with his family and his friends. And I mean, get a life, do do something with your own life, right? Don't live another, someone else's life, but I guess yeah. that's the job. So they have to a little bit. Yeah. Uh, awesome stuff, Mark. Really great information. How do we send people your way social media to follow that they could support you and your Olympic run?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, at babymarkey underscore PSU, B A Y B E E underscore er, M A R K Y underscore PSU. Um, I use those the most. You can f- follow me on TikTok too. Uh, I try to make funny TikToks as well. Um, but yeah, I got, uh let's see, we got like two or three months until the Olympic trials, you know? I haven't even qualified yet, so I still got to do that. But um, I'm excited I'm um, going up a weight. I'm done done cutting weight for the rest of my life. I'm just looking to just go in and wrestle wrestle hard and wrestle smart and have have a good experience. You know, I told I told like a lot of people that like I would rather never cut weight again and lose every single wrestling match <laughs> than cut weight and like have have a better shot at winning. You know, I. I so I'm I'm really excited for, for this part of my career just because there's always been an aspect of weight for me, um, and so I'm pretty excited to just worry about getting better at wrestling. I there's like there's not an ounce of, ounce of being in me that will ever like have to cut weight again. So that's gonna be good. Um, and so I'm really excited for the future. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited to um, I wrestle January 29th on Summit One, on our PRTC Rockfin. Uh, for everyone who might want to turn in, tune, tune into that, I'll be wrestling Nate Jackson, and we'll have a pretty good card
0: outside of myself, too. So I'm excited for the future. Thank you. Us, too, Mark. Thank you for joining the show. And that's a Go out there and rip his head off. Nothing against him. We'd be saying that for anyone, right? It's exactly. not personal.
1: <laughs> he's not special. He, he get, he's going to get the same treatment anybody else would get. So hopefully it goes, it goes as well as I plan. That's it. Thanks a lot, Mark.
0: Appreciate it. True sure thing. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki
1: Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's
0: music to my mouth. Hello?